This is HSBC Global Viewpoint, your window into the thinking, trends and issues shaping global banking and markets. Join us as we hear from industry leaders and HSBC experts on the latest insights and opportunities for your business. A heads up to our listeners that this episode is being recorded remotely, therefore the sound quality may vary. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the latest in our Reg Talks podcast series. We are featuring a variety of different topics that are currently trending in regulation, and we now explore the UK long-term asset fund. Introducing the topic is HSBC Security Services Senior Product Manager for Global Trustee and Fiduciary Services, Very Sandeman. Very, over to you. Thank you, Gabriella. The UK's long-term asset fund instrument came into force in November 2021. This brought in a new distinct category of authorised open-ended fund, the Long-Term Asset Fund or LTAF. LTAFs are designed to facilitate access to long-term illiquid assets such as private equity, private debt, venture capital, infrastructure and real estate within a well-regulated vehicle. And I'm delighted to discuss the LTAF today with Peter Capper, Fund and Investment Risk Specialist at the Investment Association. Warm welcome, Peter. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Barry. I understand the IA was instrumental in the formation of the LTAF. Could you explain why we need an LTAF? Yes, of course, Barry. The LTAF proposal was developed as part of the ideas put forward by the IA's UK Fundraising Working Group This was looking at ideas to make the UK more attractive as a fund domicile and better equipped to serve the needs of both domestic and international investors. The group suggested looking at whether a new fund regime was needed for private market investments. A subgroup was formed which looked at existing structures. While closed-ended funds work well for some investors, other groups, particularly to find contribution or DC schemes with large monthly cash flows, were looking for alternative open-ended solutions. We originally proposed the LTAF as a subset of the non-usage retail scheme, or NERS, that could invest in private market assets, primarily with DC pension schemes, private wealth, and mass affluent investor groups in mind. We suggested that this should be able to offer less frequent redemption opportunities and the ability to use notice periods, recognizing a non-daily dealing solution was needed in view of the illiquidity of the underlying assets. In its final rules for the LTAF, the FCA adopts a number of the I's recommendations. However, it chose to establish the LTAF as a distinct fund structure rather than as a subset of NERS. Thank you. As well as making the UK more attractive as a fund domicile, what other benefits are policymakers hoping for? So for investors, it would give the potential of greater portfolio diversification by permitting higher proportions of long-term assets and allowing them to gain access to the associated potential returns, albeit with the risk associated with the liquids, within a well-regulated vehicle with strong governance. The government also hopes for the resultant benefits to the economy and financial stability with increased long-term investment and to aid the transition to a low-carbon economy where the investment types have a climate focus. Thank you, Peter. That's, That's really interesting. And while clearly it's early days, is the industry anticipating interest mainly amongst DC pension schemes or a broader church of investors? Yes, we've heard from several firms who are very interested in launching LTAFs into the private wealth market. We published the results of a survey in December 21, undertaken jointly with Goji, 
one of our fintech members of private wealth managers' interests in private market assets. This showed that 80% of wealth managers who responded were already investing in private assets and a third were likely to consider the LTAF. While the distribution rules work for DC default schemes, the rules for retail investors are restrictive. Currently, these are treated as a non-mainstream pooled investment or NIMPI. So distribution of these is limited to certified high net worth and sophisticated investors. This limits the current investor base available for anyone wanting to launch and distribute an LTAF. There is a strong interest from DC schemes too, but this is a fairly new investor base, which is still reaching scale. So it will be some time before many schemes are ready to make allocations to private market assets. There is a more readily available market amongst private wealth and mass affluent investors, but our survey showed that the current restrictions on marketing any funds deemed to be NIMPs were a barrier to making private market investments. The rules for marketing to retail investors will need to be changed before this market can be readily accessed. Thanks, Peter. So I guess firms need to think about the LTAF mainly as a known retail product, certainly in terms of its first iteration, which in turn should provide greater product structuring flexibility. It's worth me therefore summarising four of the key features expected of an LTAF. Firstly, the FCA has developed a principles-based approach to investment. The LTAF must have a high-level investment strategy aiming to invest at least 50% in long-term illiquid investments. It must aim to provide a prudent spread of risk. There can be a global investment universe and there can be borrowing up to 30% of the net asset value. Secondly, the LTAF's dealing and redemption terms must be consistent with the asset types to reduce any liquidity issues. The FCA has set a minimum notice period of 90 days and a requirement that LTAFs can't offer redemptions more frequently than monthly. Also, the fund must be valued at least monthly, and there is a requirement to appoint an external valuer. Unless the manager, who must be a full scope UK alternative investment fund manager, is competent and experienced to value the asset types. And lastly, disclosure requirements include a quarterly report to investors of investment activity. Peter, how is the industry reacting to these requirements? Do you see any challenges on the horizon? As well as the restrictions around marketing rules I previously mentioned, there remains a number of practical challenges to implementing the LTAF. The operational infrastructure of funds, including platforms, is very much based around daily dealing funds. This infrastructure will need to be changed to accommodate funds such as the LTAF, which do not offer daily dealing and use notice periods. There are Similar challenges for introducing notice periods for property funds, which the FCA consulted on in 2020. Hence, we are working closely with the Association of Real Estate Funds. Thanks, Peter. So how is the industry working to appropriately address these matters and realise the opportunity? Yes, yeah, so we set up the LTAF implementation forum to provide a safe space for our members actively engaging in setting up an LTAF to be able to raise and discuss the challenges they encounter. The forum is also open to the service providers essential to setting up and running funds, such as transfer agents, fund accountants, depositories and law firms. This gives an opportunity for members to pool their expertise to work through these challenges, while at the same time observing competition law restrictions. The IA is also participating in the Productive Finance Working Group, set up jointly by the government, 
the FCA and the Bank of England to explore and propose solutions to removing barriers to investment in less liquid assets. The group is currently working on taking forward the recommendations made in its report published in September 2021. Thanks, Peter. And I recall that during the initial consultation process, clarity was sought around LTAF asset ownership rules and the role of the depository. Of course, we in HSBC will be tracking progress on this matter when the FCA consults later this year. Our clients may be interested to understand the likelihood of the FCA permitting the distribution of LTAFs to a wider group of retail investors. What is the likely direction of travel? So in its policy statement issued in October 2021, the FCA signals an ambition for the LTAF to have a wider investable audience. It has been considering its broader framework on consumer promotions, and we understand that it needed more time to consider the implications of this wider work on potentially extending the distribution rules for the LTAF. We expect the SCA to propose further changes to make the LTAF more marketable to retail investors, particularly advise investors with larger portfolios in a further consultation during 2022. Well, working on the LTAF, I wondered what its arrival might mean for the UK's existing closed-ended long-term investment fund, the LTIF. I'm also tracking the proposed amendments to the EU's European Long-Term Investment Fund, the LTIF, published in November 21. How is the LTAF likely to coexist with the UK's LTIF and EU LTIF? Well, the future of the UK's NOE LTIF is unclear. For the time being, this structure will remain available but, no, but to date, no LTIFs have been launched in the UK. As you mentioned, the EU Commission has published a legislative reform package intended to make the EU's LTIF with an E more appealing to managers and investors by broadening the investment powers and making it easier to market to retail investors under the MIFID II rules. It remains to be seen whether these reforms will be enough to encourage more widespread use of the LTIF across the EU, rather than in a small number of member states, as has been the case so far. Peter, thank you so much for joining me today to share your knowledge on the LTAF. It has given us some really valuable insights into the potential of this new vehicle and the developments we might expect to see with it. We will, of course, continue to be closely involved as these regulations are put into practice and will keep clients appraised of developments. If clients have any questions on this, please do follow up with your client services manager. Gabriella, back to you, thanks. Thanks so much, Vary and Peter. Um, this has been extremely interesting for me. I would like to thank you for listening to this edition of Reg Talks. We hope that you enjoyed learning more about the UK Long-Term Asset Fund. Stay tuned for more from our podcasts as we explore more trends in the coming weeks. Goodbye. Thank you for listening today. This has been HSBC Global Viewpoint, Banking and Markets. For more information about anything you've heard in this podcast, or to learn about HSBC's global services and offerings, please visit gbm.hsbc.com.